0: Hello, I'm Jeremy Allaire and this is The Money Movement, a show where we explore the issues and ideas driving this brave new world of digital currency and blockchains. It's been a very big week for USDC, uh, some significant milestones. Uh, just earlier this week, USDC crossed three billion in circulation, marking nearly 500 percent growth uh, over the over the preceding uh, uh, nine or uh, 10 months. Uh, and that's across you know multiple blockchains. Uh, we saw a couple of significant announcements this week. Circle and Visa, announcing a multi faceted partnership really centered around usdc and its use uh, to support a broad range of uh, new payment use cases and a major boost to center the consortium behind usdc with the appointment of david pooth as ceo we're going to explore all of this today with uh, incredible guests, uh, Guy Sheffield, who is Visa's head of crypto, uh, David Puth, uh, newly appointed Center CEO, and Alicia Haas, who is a board, uh, board member for Center Consortium, as well as the CFO of Coinbase. So I'm going to um, kick things off with a discussion about the Circle and uh, Visa partnership news. I'm really excited to welcome uh, Guy Sheffield, uh, head of crypto for Visa, uh, which appears to be an increasingly high-profile role for the storied payments giant. Uh, welcome, Guy.
1: Great to be here. Thanks, Jeremy.
0: Absolutely. So. I thought first, I just wanted to kind of highlight um, some of the big items from our announcement. And, and then we can kind of, you know, drill uh, drill into that a bit uh, for folks. Uh, you know, so just, you know, high level, uh, we announced a partnership, uh, Circle and Visa together uh, to bring the benefits of stable coins to businesses worldwide. And uh, at the core of this is this goal to enable businesses around the world to take advantage of the combined strength of USDC, which, as we know, is a, a fully re- fully reserved digital dollar stablecoin um, supported on multiple public blockchains, and combine that with Visa's global payments platform and network. It's obviously been a big year for stablecoins, and you've uh, you know been been paying very close attention. Um, the three key pieces on the partnership that we can talk about here, I think, the first is. Um, We're taking a Circle Business account, which is a new kind of payment banking type account that is digital currency native, stablecoin native, and we're enabling a corporate card on that, which will enable corporations, their employees to store value in USDC and spend value in USDC with more than 60 million merchants worldwide who accept Visa and Circle's the first crypto firm to announce a corporate card. Uh, The second piece is something I'm very excited about, which is this introduction of a seamless, stablecoin-based, USDC-based payouts experience that's tightly connected to a rapidly growing network of Visa partner wallets. Uh, Visa has become... Sort of the card network of choice for digital currency wallets, over 25 approved card programs using Circle APIs. Businesses will be able to automate with a seamless user experience, both for the business and the end uh, payee, uh, uh, a seamless experience with the settlement infrastructure all being built on USDC and ultimately delivering value to those users' wallets, which they can in turn spend at Visa points of sale as well. And then together, uh, working with Visa on You know, educating and enabling Visa's global network of hundreds of fintech partners in the fintech fast track program and select marketplaces around the world who are looking to take advantage of digital dollar stable coins, uh, global scale payouts, taking advantage of this integration that we're doing and the work that we're doing together so that's the high level uh, and obviously it's been a pleasure working with you on this uh, over the uh, uh, preceding uh, you know preceding months um, but maybe you know it'd be great just to hear from you Kai I would love to hear you talk through this from a visa perspective and, and maybe if you could just start with the broader approach and thesis and how you arrived at this visa approach to stable coins and USdc
1: yeah, sure. So first off, you know, we're incredibly excited about, you know, the partnership, with circle. And so, you know, when most people, you know, think about Visa, you know, they think about, you know, the retail, you know, card network. But, you know, increasingly, we're really becoming, you know, what we call a network of networks, where, you know, we want to participate and add value to every transaction, you know, whether it's, you know, consumer to business, business to consumer, you know, or business to business. Uh, and so, you know, we see Visa as, you know, really becoming a, you know, single point of access for clients to move value over VisaNet or over new networks that emerge in the future. And, you know, public blockchains and digital currencies like USDC are really just, you know, additional networks. Uh, and so we think that there's an important role for us to play uh, to be a bridge between, you know, new digital currency wallets. Uh, and our network of, of 60 million merchants across the world uh as well as to explore how you know payment innovations like digital currencies uh can enable you know new payment flows. Uh and so you know over the past year you know, we've really been closely following uh the the growth of the stablecoin ecosystem. And you know we've seen USDC emerge uh with this you know really vibrant you know global developer ecosystem. Uh, and it's, it's amazing to see the, you know, activity and excitement from developers across the world, you know, really with a, a range of use cases uh, that they're, you know, looking to build on it. Uh, and so we're seeing, you know, interest from, you know, clients and fintechs and businesses uh, in digital currency wallets and the potential uh, to be able to, to use USDC. Uh, and so it was, you know, natural for us to want to part, partner with the, the leading platforms, you know, like Circle you know, to help figure out how we can, you know, bring our products and services and our network uh, to Circle's clients uh, and, you know, enable additional value and utility for USBC.
0: Uh, it's, it's awesome. And so maybe just talk a little bit about, you know, we, we're, we're building this partner wallet, uh, you know, network that can connect, uh, you know, businesses and the funds they have, marketplaces, that are have sellers or suppliers or others and kind of connect them to these digital wallets around the world. Talk about the build out of that network of wallets, um, what that represents um, in, in terms of an opportunity for commerce firms in particular.
1: Yeah. So, you know, over the past year, you know, what, what we've really done is we've we've gone out and we've partnered with you know the leading you know consumer facing wallets. Uh, to help them be able to, to issue, you know, Visa credentials. And, you know, we want to work with, you know, every regulated digital currency wallet, you know, across the world. Uh, and so we've, you know, established Visa, you know, as the leading card network, you know, for digital currency wallets. so now, you know, next is kind of what can we do, you know, with that network and, and how can we add, you know, additional value to them? And so we started looking at, you know, what are payment use cases? And uh, new payment flows uh, that stablecoins like USDC could potentially power, you know, for businesses. Um, and we think things like, you know, cross-border payouts uh, and disbursements uh, could be one of these really interesting, you know, flows to explore. Uh, but in order to be able to have a, a broader set of, you know, clients to be able to to leverage something like USDC to be able to to make payouts. You, know, you need to have a few things you know first you know they need to have you know really good business facing developer facing apis where they can you know originate those payouts uh, and that's what we saw you know, circles platform starting to provide but then you also need to have you know endpoints where those payouts can be received and so you know as we onboard you know the the dozens of digital currency wallets onto our network, you know we want to help you know circles clients be able to, you know, identify. Here are wallets that, you know, are kind of the leading wallets in each market that are, you know, approved by Visa to issue card programs, and then be able to initiate payments uh, that flow over a blockchain in USDC, you know, to those wallets. And then the last piece is, you know, once someone, you know, receives a USDC payout to a wallet, you know, whether they're a business, whether they're they're a consumer, you know, you need to have off ramps. You you need to have an easy way to be able to to spend that value. And so because of the work that we're doing with digital currency wallets across the world to issue Visa credentials, we think that if you can enable payouts to them, you you have this easy way to, to spend USDC once it arrives
0: it's uh it's uh it's awesome and exciting I, i think a little bit to talk uh to to talk a little bit more about the substance there so people understand so with this um solution that we're creating uh to support this what we're really trying to do is abstract away a lot of the complexity that exists for the average person or the average business in using something like usdc as a settlement rail so I might be a seller on a marketplace and I've got a balance and I want to, I want to receive my payment for my work that I did or for something I sold. Um, I want to be able to just connect and link a wallet that I have not, you know, that, that then becomes connected to this, uh, this seller basically, and, and have the the payment happen over a USDC settlement rail, but the user doesn't actually need to even know like which blockchain they're using. If the wallet happens to support a high speed, uh, efficient USDC you know, chain, it could use that. Uh, they don't need to know uh, about you know, what public addresses they're using. It, it allows for a, a kind of seamless experience where they can link their wallet, receive the payout, uh, they don't need to know about the plumbing, as it were, and uh, what what happens is the beauty of of USDC is a nearly instant settlement at virtually no cost, with uh, you know uh, global reach. And so that, that that sort of under the hood will get abstracted away and and made much easier for for the end customer who's receiving that payout.
1: Absolutely, and I and I think you know one of the, the fascinating things about you know public blockchains and, and USDC is. You know they are really lowering the barrier to entry for developers to build digital currency wallets you know, across the world, uh, and so you know we're seeing hundreds of these different wallets emerge, and there's a, a really wide range of you know the level of compliance programs, you know the uh, consumer experience, the cybersecurity you know, of those wallets, and so we think that you know it there's an important role for Visa to play to help to identify you know who are the wallets that you know large businesses and platforms could be comfortable making payouts to and then be able to uh, identify uh, and leverage circle services to be able to actually pay out to those wallets in usdc
0: yeah and we're we're obviously providing kind of treasury infrastructure that's usdc native that fintechs themselves could build on top of if they want to add support um, for that in, in their own in their own products as well um, so the, the the big picture here, I think, as we talk about this, uh, I think a lot of people, when they hear, uh, you know, Visa and stablecoins, um, they immediately go to, I'm going to be, you know, using my crypto wallet to scan a QR code at a Visa point of sale to to use my stablecoin right there. We'll get there maybe some at some point, but this is really about the not sexy but absolutely enormous. Uh, scale of business payments that happen in the world today I, I think you, you shared some some remarkable numbers with me about you know business payments that happen with older forms of electronic money and what the scale of that looks like can you just talk about the scale here because I think it's it's really
1: important yeah so I mean there's there's still you know, over 120 trillion dollars of you know b2b payment flows that are you know mostly made by checks and wire transfers Uh, So we're really interested to see if new innovative technologies uh, like stablecoins can contribute to a trend of B2B payment monetization and to help digitize some of these flows. Um, And so I think that there's there's a bigger opportunity uh, to to figure out how to solve some of these problems that that businesses face uh, for cross-border payouts uh, that stablecoins could be uniquely positioned. Uh, to solve, then there is, you know, just as another way that that someone can buy their coffee, um, and so you know, Visa is both, you know, a way to pay and a way to increasingly get paid, uh, and so we want to explore any new technology uh, that can help, you know, with you know B two B payments in in addition to consumer commercial payments.
0: That's that's great. It's a good segue into into maybe my last question, which is, um, you know, talk about you know a, a little bit your vision for, you know public blockchain based, you know, crypto bearer asset, digital currencies. What can that look like? What does that look like at scale? How does that interact with VisaNet? Um, you know, just a, a big picture view uh, a little bit here as we think out in the coming years.
1: Yeah, I think that the, the core you know, innovation of digital currencies is, is, is they're not, uh, and, and fiat backed digital currencies, is, it's not a new currency you know, it's a new form factor of an existing currency. It's a way to represent fiat, you know, as a, you know, digital bearer asset and be able to, you know, transfer that representation of fiat over a number of of emerging new open source, you know, public networks. Uh, And so, you know, we think that, you know, Visa, you know, should be, you know, currency and, and network agnostic. And, you know, if we have clients across the world, that are looking to to use these new form factors and these new networks, we wanna make sure that they can be integrated into the existing payment system in a a secure and convenient and and compliant manner. Um, So we plan to to continue to expand our our network of networks over time. And we wanna partner with the the leading digital currency uh, platforms and and providers to, to help make sure that they can connect to our solutions.
0: Well, it's, it's a truly tremendous, Kai. It's been wonderful putting together this partnership with you. Very excited to see what we can do together and grow USDC use cases. Um, thanks again, and, and thanks for joining on the show today as well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So the other major event this week uh, around kind of momentum for USDC and the consortium behind it was the appointment of David Puth as Center CEO. Uh, we're incredibly blessed to have David join us with Alicia Haas, another board member from Center, uh, also the CFO of Coinbase, uh, to talk about the future of Center Consortium. Welcome, David and Alicia. Thank you, Jeremy. Excellent. So nice to have you guys here. Um, so I I wanted to kick off the conversation um, with just a little bit of backdrop on Center. Uh, Not everyone in the world is familiar with Center Consortium. Obviously people who are really close to our industry are, um, but just the the, the quick overview of Center Consortium. This is a a consortium co-founded by Circle and Coinbase in 2018, really with um, a mission and a vision to bring fiat standards for fiat digital currency, which are now called stable coins, um, into the world and to create both the open source technology so that those could exist as open source technical standards, but then also the governance that's needed, the governance of the technical standards, the policies that are needed to uh, provide uh, for security around issuance, provide for the reserve management uh, that's needed uh, to make Stablecoins, you know, trustworthy and transparent. Um, the compliance rules needed to uh, to to be, uh, you know, operating these these kinds of, of issuing infrastructures. And of course, you know, the first stablecoin introduced by Center Consortium was USD Coin or USDC. So that's that's sort of where we started. And um, there's there's a lot there. I encourage anyone who's I'm not familiar to go to center.io and download the white paper from two years ago and you'll see that we're still just at the start of executing on the vision for Center. So that obviously leads us uh, to today, where after an extensive search looking for the right senior executive leader, we are so privileged to bring on David Puth as Center CEO. Welcome to the job, David.
2: Jeremy, thank you. Uh, Jeremy and Alicia, thank you. And it's uh, I couldn't be more enthused about joining, and particularly joining this week with the announcement of the visa partnership, but also the tremendous uh, the explosion of volume that has taken place with USDC over the course of this year. Uh, my timing of joining feels very fortuitous. I feel very privileged to be part of this organization, and I and I thank you and and the uh, center for inviting me to be part of this opportunity. Thank you, David. So let's talk a little bit about your journey,
0: uh, the, kind of the work that you've done uh, and how that led you into this space and this specific opportunity.
2: Uh, well, I appreciate that opportunity to share that. If I look at my career, uh, uh, I believe... We got a little frozen. Career on Career was spent and involved in markets, businesses, uh, derivatives. Pardon me. Uh, we had a, a an audio uh, hiccup. It's okay. Keep going. Okay. Uh, the The bulk of the early part of my career was spent involved in markets, businesses, derivatives, some equities, emerging markets, commodities. But a, a constant throughout that time was my work with currencies, and and that eventually led me to. Uh, running the company CLS, which is a uh, the, the largest payment and settlement network in the world, processes over $2 trillion a day in international foreign exchange flows. So if I put those two businesses together, a very logical next step would be to move into this universe and, and take both my market experience uh, as well as my payment and settlement experience and come to probably the only organization that that I could bring those skills and, and hope take business hope to take business to the next level.
0: That's great. So I mean, you know, CLS is uh, obviously an in- incredible, in- important I- infrastructure in the world. Not, not everyone, it's not a household name that, you know, like Visa, but it's uh, certainly an, you know, as we talk about these trillions and trillions of dollars that slosh around in the, in the movement of currency in the world, CLS is a key one. CLS was a consortium, right? A consortium of, of members, and it was also an organization that worked with uh, central banks and and you know as you, as you look at sort of the, the fundamentals of how currency works in the world um, you know just touch a little bit on the consortium side of it and and, uh, and what that looked like
2: well cls was born out of solving a problem to enable safe, safe settlement with international uh, currency flows it was a private effort that received a great deal of attention from the public sector Uh, 70 members of consortium enabled, truly enabled the rapid growth of the foreign exchange market to where it is today. The engagement with regulators was quite extensive. Uh, 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 CLS is overseen by 22 central banks from around the world, uh, primary regulator being the Federal Reserve. So in many ways, it, it has some similarities to what we're trying to build at Center from a regulatory perspective, I think we're quite a bit different. Uh, But the consortium element uh, and the network element of bringing disparate parties, at times competitive parties together uh, to work for the common good of of building this network is something that I see very similar to what we're trying to accomplish uh, with the center consortium.
0: That's great, that's very helpful. Obviously an important factor as we thought about, the future of how currency works in the world, how movement of value works in the world. Obviously, you've got quite a bird's eye view on that. Um, I want to come back to Center and the future of Center, um, but first, I want to also introduce Alicia. Just um, you know, a, a little history here, which is you know, I've had the pleasure of working with Alicia for the past couple of years. I think one of the most important executives and leaders at the storied firm Coinbase, and obviously, Alicia. I just want to thank you for everything you and Coinbase have done for Center and USDC. Um, So thank you. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about your own background and journey. You know, how did you progress into crypto? And then, of course, what brought you and Coinbase into the co-founding of Center Consortium back when we put this together in 2018?
3: Sure. Well, I'll focus mostly on Coinbase and Center. My own journey is one that I grew up in financial services and just saw the opportunity for crypto to transform how we interact with financial assets and money and thought there was a huge opportunity to do things more efficiently, faster and cheaper. And that really ties closely to USDC because when we had the opportunity, Jeremy, to partner with Circle and bring forth the center consortium, what Coinbase saw was really the opportunity for a stable asset that was compliant, that was accessible. And we really valued a digital program that had ubiquity and the ability for many different parties. And as David just alluded to, oftentimes competitors to plug into one network. So we view that stable coins have the same function as a U.S. dollar, but they're faster, cheaper, and smarter. And we view that this has the opportunity to really transform many different payment processes on a global basis, much like Visa's team sees in it as well. And we believe this is one of the important building blocks of the future of finance. So we were excited to join you to be a very compliant first model and ensure that we provided the safety and security to all of our users to be able to transact with Stablecoins and USDC specifically.
0: Awesome, thank you. Um, so maybe turning to Center and the future of Center a bit here, David. Um, as you come on board, it would be great to hear you talk about, you know, what you'd like to see develop for Center uh, in the next year.
2: Well, I, I I start with again the number one goal is to continue the steady growth path that, uh, frankly, the explosive growth path. USDC has been in the course of the year, building on multiple chains and and continuing to expand both the user base and the number of use cases around the world. And if I if I if I start there, there's a lot to do and a lot to build. Uh, USDC has clearly been adopted by many different users, and my goal will be to continue that process. Uh, but additionally, we'll be adding people and processes to help support that effort. Uh, where uh, we have a strong goal of bringing comparably strong members to the consortium to add to what Circle and, and Coinbase have been able to do, bringing people, uh, building those control processes that will be helpful to enable the consortium to be recognized worldwide as the leading stable coin. And then eventually moving into uh, using what we've done to build USDC to launch future stable coins around the globe and other currencies. So there is no shortage at all of things that I hope to accomplish in the next year and hope very much to be sitting here a year from now and talk about the fact that we've been able to cover a lot of those goals.
0: I'm going to put it on the calendar. Um,
2: <laughs> that's, that's
0: awesome. There's a lot to do, obviously, and what you've outlined is, is significant and uh, we're excited to see you build it. Um, Alicia, I, I know from our extensive work together, you're incredibly passionate about the growth of USDC itself. I'd love to hear you talk about what you think can drive that growth in the next year.
3: Oh, we're going to scope just a year? All right. Well,
0: we're going to come to the long term in a
3: few minutes. All right. Well, I think over the next year, I hope to see continued growth in DeFi. So DeFi or decentralized finance for those who may be newer to crypto really takes this open financial system a step further and enables a world where, Every financial service we use today, whether it's loans or savings accounts, trading or insurance are accessible to anyone in the world on a global basis in a peer to peer way. And I think that DeFi, obviously we've seen explosive growth. It's now at 13 billion invested and this number has more than doubled since the end of Q3 or since August. So huge growth there. And I continue to expect that to grow in the future. And that relies heavily on USDC as well. I also think we're gonna see growth in the next year of connecting USDC to other major payment companies like we just saw with Visa, consumers are looking for different options. And we're hearing that loud and clear through our own customer research, where we think that this is becoming a viable method of payment for millions of people on a global basis in both the developed and developing economies. And then as I think about towards the end of next year, I hope that we're gonna start to see expanded use cases, payments, FX treatments, dollarization, potentially more distribution of aid, like we're starting to see now, cross-border payments, And I think when I look at those opportunities, there's so many middlemen and expensive payment types, long settlements and friction. And I think that USDC can eliminate a lot of that pain point that we see. And so I hope to see a lot of use cases kind of on the emerging side, maybe not contributing to a ton of growth, but starting to emerge with those new payment rails.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're definitely seeing that emerging. It's the early adopters are coming in with it and um, it'll uh, it'll be fascinating to see. I mean, I think this theme of connecting major payments companies is, is is a really important one. I think part of the investment that we've made as center is is making sure that USDC can scale to support consumer scale use cases, hundreds of millions of users with you know uh, tens of thousands of transactions per second. And so there's a lot of work we're doing, um, you know, obviously to improve that, make that possible. Um, I want to turn a little bit to a subject that's been actually in the news this week as well. I, I won't talk about the news, but I'll talk about the subject, which is, really the, the you know this sort of emerging legal and regulatory frameworks for stable coins this has really become a major theme global supranational players like the FSB opining on it the Bank of international settlements it's got strong attention places like the Treasury Department central banks around the world uh, so this is this is a big theme and, and David I think you know you had to chart a path on this you know, in, in sort of core fundamental global market infrastructure, you know, as you, as you noted, working with central banks, um, it would be great to just talk a little bit about your experience, you know, the relevance uh, for that, what, uh, what, what, what is relevant um, and what's in store for stable coins as we go from a relatively small size today to potentially handling trillions of dollars in assets and payment volumes in, in the coming year. So a little bit about that experience. And then also you know, um, what's different? What do you see as you look at this that's different about stable coins compared to traditional kind of regulated market infrastructure?
2: Yeah, thank you. It's a, it's a, it's a fairly complex question because the difference uh, today between operating a highly regulated financial institution as CLS is uh, and one that operates with, uh, with a, almost an entire focus on safety and soundness Uh, what the internet has provided us with and this technology that has been built uh, has provided us with a whole new means of being able to to transfer money. uh, In the same way that we would move an email, we can can move financial assets uh, across the internet. And I think it's going to continue to attract uh, a, a reasonable amount of regulatory attention. Regulators have not been shy about expressing their views about stablecoin. It's been written about over the last several years, the BIS in particular has come out and, and talked about what their expectations are. And uh, certainly my experience at CLS is one that I, I, I'd like to think I can apply to help with the growth of, of what I expect we will be doing together in growing USDC and future stablecoins. Uh, it starts with transparency. And I um, am very pleased to join an organization that where, where Coinbase and Circle have really set an example and led by example in the industry of working very closely with the regulatory community and being very transparent about our activities. At the same time, uh, it involves a strong process of us engaging in such a way to, understand, to help the regulatory community understand where the risks are similar to those that might exist in traditional money transmission and where they're fundamentally different. And those differences are, are very apparent uh, in, in the way our technology works. And so I hope very much to draw on the experience and draw on our connectivity with the regulatory community to work, work together to ensure that they have in our system that will be hundreds of millions of users on our system going forward. And in order to do that, the, the, the faster and bigger we grow, uh, the more regular, regulatory attention we will attract and I fully expect that we'll be able to work closely with policymakers and regulators to ensure and instill in them the confidence that they need to be able to support the growth of our systems.
0: It's a big job, <laughs> but uh, I completely see it, and, and we're, we're excited to have you working on it with us, um, Alicia. Um, I know you and Coinbase are incredibly passionate about how this technology can lead to this open financial system, and. Mm-hmm. And I guess, um, you know, what does that look like to you? And also, you know, kind of how can the the so-called global stablecoin arrangements, the FSB terminology such as Center, uh, which is a global stablecoin arrangement, how can that work hand in hand with policymakers, regulators, central banks in a way that we can preserve and enable this vision of an open financial system?
3: Sure. So to say it bluntly, I mean Coinbase's mission is to create an open financial system and that promise is to make money and payments universally accessible no matter where they are and USDC definitely helps enable that vision. I think the way that Center needs to work with regulators and central banks to ensure that we can execute on that vision is to first and foremost start with education. There is a lot of misnomers in stablecoins today and I think there's also as you know, Jeremy and David as well, there's just a breadth, there's different permutations of stable coins, and USDC is differentiated amongst that universe because it is very thoughtfully constructed to be compliant and to intersect with the traditional banking network and the central banks. And so one, I think we need to educate all regulators on how Center has been constructed to support those markets and also how it is innovating and creating new opportunities to bring an open financial system to all users. I think that it is a model that CBDCs can follow. I think it is a thoughtfully constructed model to protect consumers and to enable transparent and reliable payment rails while using established banks to hold the regulated audited US dollars backing the USDC. So I think that more than anything we need to just meet with people, we need to educate and we need to continue to evolve the model to ensure that it meets the global regulatory frameworks that it will be sure to come forth in the coming years.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been fascinating how fast some of these topics have have, have really come to the fore. I mean, yeah, we're we're, uh, we're getting outreach from from you know projects and central banks all around the world who are saying how how do we do this? <laughs> you know, uh, and how do we do it with the private sector? How do we do it with you know, private sector issuers, this, this model that we've been able to drive with USDC um, can, uh, can be a model that can work around the world. Um, and, uh, and so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Um, David, uh, you know, just under your leadership, you're not only gonna be taking on more members, uh, but you're gonna be building up the staff considerably. Um, you know, what are some of the critical areas of focus as you build out the team at Center and for our listeners? If you know people in these areas, uh, we're, we're obviously going to want to hear
2: from you. But um, uh, just talk a little bit about how, how you're building this out. Well, the, the, the simple message I think you just said it is is we're we're open for business and we're hiring, and uh, we're very excited about building uh, a world class team to support a world class product. Um, the the work that's uh, Circle and Coinbase have done to establish the foundation for center is is quite evident and I've seen that in my first few days of operating here. But uh, uh, building out uh, a technology fund that's supportive of the work that our consortium members are doing will be part of job number one, Uh, a very strong regulatory affairs team and compliance team that can engage with both our consortium members, the community and importantly, again, the regulatory community and policymakers, uh, business development will will remain again top of list as we as I uh, expect we will be expanding into into other stable coins in in other countries. Uh, we are building a completely decentralized uh, company, so I expect that we will uh, center will have employees at various locations around the world as we try to fulfill our mission of. Trying to bring uh, the stablecoin universe to other parts of the world and increase financial inclusion in the way that we hope to be able to do so. So, uh, I uh, am very excited about building the team. It is a very blank canvas today, and one that's uh, very exciting to be very exciting to be looking at at this time.
0: So we'll we'll uh, we'll have folks stay tuned uh, for job descriptions on Center.io, and uh, hopefully that'll be coming soon. So. It's obviously all very exciting. Um, As we wrap up here, um, I wanna turn to the future, uh, the the way off future and and on the show, I like to ask people about imagining uh, imagining that future a little bit. So let's sit here and imagine what what Center could become. um, What is the role of stable coins in the world uh, in five or 10 years? What's their scale of usage and adoption. What could that look like? And and would love to hear uh, hear from both of you. Alicia, maybe you could start.
3: I will start. I expect over the next five to 10 years, I expect my children to be opening their first bank accounts in stablecoins as opposed to fiat currencies. I think that stablecoins can improve upon fiat's usability and access and make the system faster, more efficient and reduce the cost of entry. But to do this, I think we're gonna have to see a smooth integration with the existing financial system. And with that will come clear regulations, frameworks to build trust, protections against fraud and other undesirable activities. And that we need to have standards at center and to promulgate the quality, the interoperability, the programmability of these smart contracts to drive growth and acceptance. I expect us to see huge growth in all of those areas over the next five to 10 years, broad adoption in the areas we talked about, DeFi, payment rails, usability in all forms of commerce. And I'm excited for this future to build it with you all.
0: That was great, Alicia. David, give us, give us your, fi-
2: your five-year plan. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I, I can only follow on what Alicia said here as, and that my children are already opening up their USDC uh, wallets and they and i expect that 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 usage will continue to grow um uh what i what i would anticipate and and what i really hope we strive for is to be able to bring the use of stable coins to emerging and developed markets we're aware of the fact that there are three billion people in the world who are either uh unbanked or have limited access to the financial resources that we all uh, have grown accustomed to. And I believe that the use of stable coins uh, will will help enable uh, some portion of that population to be able to access financial services that just haven't been available to them in the past. So if if I had a dream of what five years from now looks like, it will be broad adoption from uh, the domestic and international corporate world But equally, it will be the initial signs of adoption from less developed countries where where people can really use the benefits that stable coins can bring. Uh, And I think that would be a a great sign of success and and what the future of money really looks like.
0: Absolutely. We're looking for WhatsApp and WeChat scale adoption. Uh, so I think it's, it's, it's on the horizon. Well, uh, David and Alicia, such a great pleasure to have you on the show today. And of course, very, very excited about continuing to build all this out together. So thank you so much for joining today. Thank you. So significant week again in the realm of digital currency and blockchains and specifically for USDC, uh, major milestones with uh, Circle Visa Partnership, uh, what that means for the integration of USDC into a dramatically broader set of use cases in the world of payments and commerce. And uh, again, this uh, tremendous news of of, uh, David Puth joining Center as CEO to really take this to the next level and build this new, more open, more inclusive global financial system. So until next time, stay well, stay safe and stay informed.
2: Thank you.